0: Hola. This is Maria Plata and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast and let's get talking. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Plata Life podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about creativity. Um, The next few episodes I'm going to be recording probably today or in the next few days because I am 37 weeks pregnant now and have a feeling this baby boy might be coming a little earlier than the 40 weeks. So I'm just going to try to get all these recorded so that I can upload them and you can have something to listen to. So today we are talking about creativity, what it means to me, and some of the resources I've used to kind of explore this whole concept of being creative. Um, so the last few years, I had this certain need to create, and it was kind of weird because my whole life I've been a very creative person in the way that I think, in the way that I problem solve, and how I was as a kid. I just have always been a very creative type. Not necessarily artistic, like, wow, she's so awesome at painting or anything like that. But it was more of a, I just had this need to make new things out of whatever. And I don't know, I guess through the years, you kind of lose touch of that or things happen where you have fear and it gets in the way of you creating. And so in the last few years, it just, I've had this sudden urge to just create. And I sat there, I'm like, what is happening to me? Um, so I kind of started to analyze it a little bit. Um, what, why is happening? Why is it happening? How can I help it? What do I do with it? With all this energy that I had built up. Um, so I kind of took a step back and, you know, when I quit teaching, I kind of had to analyze what my whole teaching career was about creating, you know, being a teacher, you have to be creative, you kind of have to problem solve on the spot all the time. So I kind of realized that my whole career revolved around creating, creating relationships, creating connections, creating experiences, Um, not necessarily in the way that you create, you know, pretty things or anything like that, but just kind of in the daily life of a teacher, creating constantly. Um, So when I stopped teaching, it was a lot of I was kind of left with all this energy that I had been using not realizing I had been using it as creativity so it kind of forced me to rewrite some of the stories I had written about my lack of creativity I had told myself you know for a while that I wasn't good enough at making art or I wasn't good enough with music or I wasn't good enough or whatever type of creative outlet you could say um I love writing. I've always loved writing as a kid, but somewhere along the way, I just, you know, I guess it's just not going to be good enough. It's not going to cut it in the real world type of belief. Um, So the past few years, I've had to rewrite a lot of those stories and kind of tell them again. So what is creativity? When we define it, you know, it's something new. You create something new out of nothing, something valuable for someone else. And it's so crazy because what I believe something to be artistic or creative might be something that you don't believe that. So it's kind of, you can't really define it as much as just experience it. And one of the things that I've been really working on with myself is understanding that creativity is a skill that can be developed over time. It's not necessarily an innate gift. Um, Does that mean that some people are not born artists or whatever they have a natural gift? You know, I. I think obviously that's true. There's, there are people that are born and have a specific kind of talent, um, that I'll never be able to have, but does that mean that I'm not a creative person? Of course not. And I think it's really hard nowadays to, you know, you're comparing yourself, you put up your artwork or whatever you're creating and you see somebody else that has more natural talent, I guess you could say. And it's kind of a harsh world, you know, you don't want to compare yourself, but you, Kind of can't help it. Um, But focusing more on that idea of the growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And there's a book by Carol Dweck. um, And she talks a lot about this. How, you know, you have to kind of train your mind to think that it can grow. Um, And I did this with my students all the time. You know, instead of saying, I can't draw. it's I can't draw this yet. Um, With the idea that you coach yourself to tell yourself that you will get it if you work hard at it. Um, so I've been kind of retraining my brain to think that way because, you know, you can't – you have to practice what you preach. And so that was kind of my big aha moment for me with creativity and teaching and just being who I am is you you can't just say, well, you have to have a growth mindset and then not have it yourself. So I've worked a lot in the last few years to kind of go that route and to tell myself, oh, my gosh, this is so hard, but I'm going to keep working at it anyways um, or I don't know how to use the iPad to create things. So, you know, you want to give up but That have the idea that only certain people are good with technology. You know, that's a fixed mindset. And so you have to retrain your brain and say, well, I can't do it yet, but I'm going to take a class so I can learn about about this or learn how to do it. Um, so I think creativity for a lot of people, it's, it's kind of this idea that you either are born with it or you're not. And that's not really true. Um, so I've had to really reframe it and kind of go through my life now thinking, all right, well, if I'm not good at it in my eyes, well, for who, you know, it's the first question, but for myself, what can I do to get better at it? So that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, When I had to go back to my eight-year-old self, Uh, as I mentioned before, I moved here from Mexico when I was eight years old. And one of the ways I got through that huge transition. And I'll do another episode on on moving here and being an immigrant and all that stuff. But it was um, really through writing. I felt like I had no control in any other area of my life, but I could control what I wrote or what I read. And so I would read a lot of books and I would sit with notebooks and just write, write, write all these crazy stories about this girl who was a witch and and her friends would have fights, and I mean, it was like ridiculous eight year old stuff, but it was so important to me. There was this part of me that just allowed myself to process everything else that was going on around me through my writing. It was very therapeutic. Um, and I loved writing since I was a kid. I, I remember the very first program that we got on our very first home computer, and it was a creative writing kit. I remember you know, typing up all my stories and then having them printed was a huge thing for me. Like I wrote something and now it's printed on paper. You know, (laughs) it had this validation to it of my words matter. And so that kind of stuck with me for a while. And I just kind of wrote on and off, you know, through my childhood. Uh, I was eventually in the high school newspaper. I was an editor my my senior year and I was going to be a journalist. That was my whole idea was I'm going to use my words because they matter And then I changed my mind. That's a whole nother story too. But anyways, I kind of had to go back to that eight-year-old self and say, all right, so that feeling, I want that again. I want to have that feeling of I'm doing this because it's making me process through things that maybe I can't process any other way. Um, So some of the things I've been doing in the last couple of years, um, and I'll kind of mention some resources. So if you have a pen handy, that might be good. Um, One of the things I've been doing is just kind of messing around with watercolor painting. I really, really love the way that it helps me focus on just the moment. Um, You put the paintbrush in the water. You know, you have different techniques you can use. And you just watch the water spread through the paper. And it's so therapeutic. There's something so soothing about it that just makes you be in that moment. Um, So one of the books that I've been using on and off it's called Everyday Watercolor Learned to Paint Watercolor in 30 Days. And it's by Jenna Rainey. Um, she is awesome. I follow her on Instagram and she just started a podcast and I love listening to it. It just really puts things in a very easy format for me to be like, okay, step one, do this, you know, and it just kind of helps me have some guidance without having to go to a class. Although I could go to a class if I wanted to, but, you know, just kind of on my own time. Um, there's a lot of like color theory behind her work that, you know, she kind of explains in her book that I obviously never really went to art school or anything. So it's just kind of learning on my own. Um, but that's been one of the resources I've been using. A lot of it is also just that mental, emotional piece. Um, there's a book that I read called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. And that book was, I mean, it just really transformed the way I think about myself and I realize a lot of the reason why I've been holding back is because there's a lot of fear behind my creativity. Um, there's a lot of fear of what will people think about this? Uh, will people like it? Will people not like it? Will anybody give me any praise for it? Which is, again, I'll do a whole nother episode on that part of me. But uh, I started writing this book and I wasn't sharing it with anybody really except my husband, which I try really hard not to share with anybody, but I have to share with someone. So he's usually the one that gets all of my ideas thrown at him. Um, but I started writing this book about my move from Mexico and kind of the transition and it's like a fiction story, but I, with a lot of you know things that actually happened to me. And in the process I realized there was a lot of things that I hadn't really processed when I was a kid. And so I wrote about like 90 something pages and I just could not keep writing. I, I was having a hard time processing through a lot of, you know, relationships that were broken and a lot of things that I didn't process emotionally. And so writing kind of stopped there for me uh, the past two years. But that is one of my goals is to eventually write a book based on my experiences and share that, share my story with others because it matters. Um, and so that's kind of what Big Magic, the book that I read by Elizabeth Gilbert, was, you know, kind of reinforced for me that I it, writing and being creative is part of who I am. It's part of who we all are. And so if I need to process things with a therapist, then that means I need to process things with a therapist. But I need to let this thing out. Um, the other thing I've been doing is I've been teaching Spanish classes from my house. And I've been tutoring. And so I've been creating all of my own materials for that. Um, again, through my watercolor paintings, or I started recently using the iPad to make some paintings. And it's just been really helpful for me to just create and use what I create. Um, It's been a kind of a interesting ride here. You know, I want to create, but then I get so caught up in the product, the end product of it. Um, And I think that happens to a lot of us. I think we Kind of have this expectation of ourselves or that we think others have of us. And so when we don't meet that expectation, we're kind of disappointed or, you know, a little bit sad, whatever. So that's where I'm at right now, <laughs> kind of just creating to create. Um, but some other resources that I have that I really, really enjoyed was uh, a book called Plain Big by Tara Moore. Practical Wisdom for Women Who Want to Speak Up, Create, and Lead. Um, and this book was just very helpful because it kind of helped me see what's holding me back and what my potential is and why I've been kind of just making excuses for myself and not creating. Um, so it's, it's really helpful. I mean, she provides some tools, you know, that you can use to kind of make that creativity just kind of work instead of playing it small. Um, I think a lot of the times, especially women, we make ourselves smaller than we actually are because we're maybe scared of what others will think, or we're scared of what we'll actually feel if we don't play small. Um, so that played a lot into, you know, having my own Spanish classes. I mean, who does that? Like I quit teaching. Now I'm going to teach out of my house. You know, it's, it was a lot of emotional processing for me to do that. So that book really helped with that. And then There's another book that I read called Being Boss by Kathleen Shannon and Emily Thompson. Um, They also have a really good podcast and they kind of share their day-to-day on how they handle having a creative business um, and just kind of like the ins and outs of it. It it really helps. It really helped me, I guess I should say, for, you know, those, but how do I do this and how do I plan for that? And if I'm going to have a Spanish class, how much should I be charging? And if I'm putting this much time into it, then what should I do? So it just kind of gave me the the guidelines of kind of, this is what we've done and it helped us, so this is what you could do. Um, but I really enjoyed it and I think it made the past year and a half really, um, I don't want to say successful, but manageable for me that I could still teach and create and kind of blend it all together while I'm experiencing this, I don't know, midlife crisis, I guess you could call it, of this creative need that I have. Um, so those are just some resources books that I've read that have helped me unleash this part of me and will continue to support me um, In this journey Uh, Recently, i've been creating a lot of digital art So I made a challenge for myself that I would create every single day in december Of 2019 and I was like, oh my gosh at some point i'm going to be like i'm too tired. I can't do it Especially because i'm pregnant um, but I didn't I was looking forward to that end of the day And creating whatever came into my mind. And I've been posting it on my Instagram every day. And it's just been really therapeutic. Again, that word keeps coming up. For me to do something and then share it. That holds me accountable. And practice not caring what happens afterwards. I know that sounds kind of silly. But I I focus a lot on the end product like I mentioned already. (laughs) And so this helps me kind of just create. And it helps me love the process and it helps me not focus so much on the outcome or what people think. Um, is it nice when people comment, oh, I love that painting? Of course, it's very nice and I appreciate all those things. So I'm working really hard on not creating with that in mind, just kind of creating to let it out and to fuel this energy that's going through me. Um, it's kind of interesting because since I've been pregnant, I've had this like different energy and I feel like I have to create more. Um, I'm sure there's some sort of research that has been done on creativity and pregnancy. I don't know. Anyways, um, that's a good thing to go look up now. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm, I'm in this process and I made the challenge of creating something to digitally or whatever every day for this whole entire year of 2020. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can go check out my Instagram at Maestra Plata and kind of see what I've been doing. It's It's funny because I feel like, I'm creating just for me, but then I create for other people. This is back and forth of why am I creating and how am I creating and who does it benefit? And so all these kind of big life questions come up for me as I'm creating, um, which I think is kind of the whole point of this entire episode is that creativity just unleashes this part of you that maybe makes you ask big questions or gives you answers to things that you didn't know you needed. And so I like, guess my challenge for you now is what do you do to create every day? You know, what, what are your, your resources or what do you do to feed that part of your soul, to give yourself that process of having nothing and then having something that you made? Um, it can be, you know, through art, music, uh, I've been watching my husband recently. I think it's interesting because I've been painting a lot more on my iPad, um, that he's messing a lot around a lot more with his music. He's super musically talented. It's ridiculous. Um, but he's now creating like a lot of like little songs or whatever. And my son has picked that up too. And so I think about these things. And yes, I create, I'm trying to just create for me and to have this process of self-evaluation, self-acceptance, self-love, whatever, whatever. But in the process of that, all these other things happen. And one of that is, you know, you affect other people with your creativity, the way that you approach things and how you create new, valuable things for other people also can inspire others. And so I guess that's kind of my challenge now. Uh, How do you blend the two without having more of one thing than the other? Anyway, so I guess for you as a listener of this creativity podcast for this episode is, you know, what can you do? to be creative every day what are your, what are you holding back in your creativity? What are your beliefs about creativity? And how can you debunk some of those stories that you've told yourself over and over again? Um, you know, why, why are those stories there? What's the fear behind it? So, all right, well, that's it for this episode based on creativity. Um, episode three, the next episode will be all about my life as an immigrant. So if you want to check it out, go check it out. Um, and again, please make sure you're um, subscribed to the podcast. you have any questions, let me know. And I will see you next time. Hasta luego.